0: Hello, everyone. It is C.W. Hall. Thanks for joining us today, and we are going to be continuing our series on innovation adoption with the folks from Revenue Sphere. And I have with me in studio today former C-suite executive in healthcare systems providing uh, leadership in an acute care setting with a... Decent-sized hospital system in North Carolina. Jim Bross sitting in with me. He's going to be collaborating with the team of Revenue Sphere, providing some perspective from the C-suite side of things uh, where they would be making purchasing position uh, decisions on technologies that would help advance their outcomes for their patients, maybe save them some revenue or reduce risk, whatever the case may be, can certainly provide unique perspective uh, on what it's like for those leaders to go through the de- buying decisions as well as making sure that they actually adopt and, and and totally put into place and implement this technology once they've gone through the uh, investment side of that so, Jim, thanks for taking some time to uh, join me in the studio. I know you came into town for a conference.
1: Thank you, C.W. Good to be with you.
0: So, take take folks through some of your background because, as I say, you, you spent some time as a CEO of an acute care hospital. Talk about your background and why that kind of fits into what we're talking about here.
1: Absolutely. My background is 31 years in acute care leadership, the last five in operations and as a senior leader, uh, most recently as a CEO, president of a small community system, but part of a larger regional system at Mission Health. Prior to that, a uh, number of years with the for-profit side of healthcare on Hospital Corporation of America, some hospitals there, finance. So I really understand the the financial side of this business proposition, value proposition. We talk about innovation. Uh, about 17 years as a finance officer prior to getting into operations.
0: Well, you know, and as we talked about before we went on air today, The financial impacts of some of these decisions can be far-reaching, both from if we successfully implement uh, the right technology, it can really make a big difference in our patient outcomes, obviously great for them. But along with those improved outcomes can mean either A, our scoring is a little better and we're getting reimbursed on a higher level uh, from the payers that that we have contracts with to obviously... Decrease in expenditures around costs that are associated with adverse events when they happen. So, you know, as we talked before we went on today, we, we were getting into the fact that it can be really challenging for those leaders. It, it's usually a committee of different folks coming from each with a unique perspective based on the, the, their particular roles. And so it can be very difficult, even if they've selected an innovation for their hospital that's going to reduce costs, going to help patient outcomes. For some reason, sometimes that doesn't get implemented to the level that they thought it would, which then makes that investment not nearly as meaningful or just pure costly. So talk a little bit about that side of things for you and your experience and how that will fold into what they're trying to do with revenue sphere, where they're helping to guide those folks through that process and actually effectively implement the innovations that they're trying to.
1: So traditional hospitals, and, and particularly health systems, do have a, a well-deserved reputation for being complex, for making decisions <laughs> in a, a particularly onerous and lengthy and, and sometimes painful fashion. Uh, that said, once those decisions are made to adopt an innovation or a decisions made that an innovation is appropriate, it's truly that adoption piece that we focus on with Revenue Sphere and supporting that and understanding the the C-suite executive side of his world and how complex his or her world, how complex that is for them today as compared to 10 years ago. There's so much change, and it's at such a rapid pace today, not only the EHR, which we've heard so much about, the mm-hmm. electronic health record, but now you've got the ambulatory care side of the world, the post-acute care side in terms of home care, and, oh, by the way, in, a, in the form of an accountable care organization and an entire continuum, or what we refer to as a clinically integrated network— that we're all trying to manage, sometimes as, as hospital or system presidents, sometimes as local market presidents, which is what my role was. In thinking about that, it's, it's our responsibility to think about innovation across that entire spectrum, which is hugely challenging. What's best in the acute care setting for shortening length of stay may or may not be best for final patient outcome in the ambulatory setting. If we don't have the ambulatory resources to refer that patient to, if we don't have the continual uh, stream of information, the integrated health record for the ambulatory, the home health, the other caregivers to, to tap into to understand. So the the holy grail today is that fully integrated health record, but our company, the Revenue Sphere company itself is focused not only on the information technology innovation, but as well on the clinical innovation side of things.
0: And for you when, you, when you were in that leadership role, can you talk a little bit about, I mean, how what was that process like for you trying to prioritize? Because as you mentioned, there's a whole host of facets to the effective operation of that system from EMR to down to the types of monitoring devices that you're using in critical care, the type of equipment that you're deploying in the OR, all of those types of things, each of which can, in their own way, have an incremental effect on those patient outcomes and on overall cost, uh, hopefully in cost reduction or, if not, revenue generation. So how did you manage to decide which one of uh, probably two, three, or four things we're going to do at the same time? Because I'm sure it's multiple projects going on concomitantly how do you come to these 2 3 or 4 out of the probably 10 or 20 that are coming at you
1: so your your team in a healthcare setting and it could be a hospital or a large health system has to all be informed first of all and and the the senior leaders responsibility whether that's the CEO or in some cases the CFO we were talking earlier about those forward thinking forward looking CFOs finance folks are no longer focused exclusively on on uh, top-line generation, on, on additional utilization, additional revenue, or just on cost-cutting, they're truly focused on the best possible outcome for patients. So it's senior leadership team's responsibility, starting with the CEO, to focus on what are those top three to five things. What unfortunately happens is in the day-to-day operations of a, a smaller system as a local community hospital or within a large health system, we sometimes lose sight of what those top three problems are that we face in adoption of innovations to improve those patient outcomes. Again, it's to the credit of forward-thinking, forward-looking clinical folks and also the senior CEO, CFO-type positions that those individuals look at those things that have the biggest impact on their community. One of the ways we do that is through a community health needs assessment. We try to understand what's in a given geography the, the greatest chronic problem of health and wellness And what can we do as a system, whether it's a large health system on a regional basis or a local community health system, to meet those needs and hopefully improve wellness to, in essence, reduce utilization on the acute acute care side, the most costly side of care, emergency visits or emergency cardiac care, emergency other kinds of uh, uh, transport that has to take place if they go to a tertiary system. So the more we can deal with the... The innovations that help with other settings, whether that's the home care setting, the community education setting, et cetera, those systems that are really successful are starting to prioritize that. But you have to have an entire team that's focused on that, a team that really understands what those top three to five things are. Revenue Sphere reaches out to acute care customers, buyers, if you will, of innovation and helps to work with them to identify those problems using data that's already available, uh, using data that might be available through needs assessments, through clinical data, et cetera, really honing in and zoning in on exactly what would make the biggest impact on community health.
0: Talking with Jim Bross, he was a former CEO in acute care setting, part of the Mission Health System in North Carolina giving us the perspective of one of those hospital leaders working through the process of trying to identify what are the problems that are most severe that for us to focus on first with adoption of some sort of new innovation. As he mentioned, there's there's innovations coming at us from a host of directions, from how we handle information to how we monitor our patients, how we care for them, all of those things. And there's all these choices that we have to try to make, and each of those bears cost, uh, both in purchasing whatever the product or service is, as well as the time it takes and the effort it takes to teach the the, the staff that need to use this sort of uh, equipment or whatever the process may be that we're having to go through and train people on it's sort of like onboarding new employees in a way and that's an ex- an expensive endeavor so we're learning about how the revenue sphere team is able to collaborate with those hospital leaders to help them go through the process of engaging with the leaders within the hospital to get them on board with why we're doing this, why it's a priority and why we need to adopt and really implement this at ed- this new innovation and from from your perspective you know I'm a, say I'm a hospital leader uh, that your your folks are calling on and the answer is I've got a chief innovation officer we're good.
1: Yeah, so so <laughs> leadership in general is not for the weak of heart and I think healthcare leadership specifically uh, is extraordinarily challenging. Uh, the appointment of innovation officers, the appointment of compliance officers, all these areas of risk, risk-reward that systems are seeking to achieve. Again, if we're doing things for the right reasons, whether it's the innovation for the purpose of better patient outcomes, for better patient quality, the government now rewards us for that. It also penalizes us, by the way, for yeah. things that, that might be interpreted as poor outcomes. So readmissions, is a biggest example that gets a lot of attention. But there are lots of other outcomes measures that the government can t- currently monitor through Medicare. What what senior leaders are challenged with is not to be so consumed with the day-to-day operations of, you know, running the hospital, keeping the doors open, watching the financials, and making sure we're we're breaking even or better on our total mix of of patients. But truly looking at, okay, what is that future and looking down the road and understanding what are those priorities from an innovation standpoint that are going to make the biggest difference in our organization and and in patient outcomes in a given clinical discipline. So whether that's general surgery and we're looking at safety measures in the OR, whether it's care for chronic illness like diabetes, and you've got a group of primary care physicians that work with you as a system to try to manage those chronic illnesses more effectively – Whatever the innovations are that can be adopted to help move those outcomes in a positive direction is is really where we have to be focused.
0: And for what I'm understanding, revenue sphere isn't they don't represent any other technology companies. They're actually able to help determine is the innovation that we're looking at considering one that actually will tackle the problems that We've identified,
1: And it's actually the reverse of that, CW. The, the, the goal of the company is to help leadership identify the problem mm-hmm. so that it's more of a partnership with those solution providers. We don't provide solutions. We're not a provider of those mm-hmm. services, whether it's a clinical approach to clinical care, whether it's a c- approach to IT, clinical IT. What we provide is the support for the senior leaders to say, you know what, we've identified now three critical problems in our system, in our hospital, in our ambulatory care system. Give you a good example of that, medication compliance. We talked a little bit about medication risk and, and administration risk earlier. Hospitals have done a pretty good job with safety on the administration side within the four walls of the hospital. Once the patient discharges with his or her prescription meds from that discharging provider, we almost turn it entirely up to that patient or that family. Yep. If you have a home health component and or you've got a component that could do something as simple as what we call a kitchen tabletop conversation, which is to go into the home and actually look at the patient's meds, understand what's in the refrigerator already, help them understand what, what's needed and when, and then potentially bring some other innovations to bear, including reminders, dispensing systems, etc. to help that patient with their medication compliance. That is a primary care physicians and provider groups dream is to be able to know that that patient has tools and resources available to them to, to avoid the problems created. Because there are many across the country problems created stri- strictly from medication administration, medication compliance, post-discharge, not not necessarily in the hospital setting. So uh, as we think about out of the box, what are those biggest problems that we have in terms of managing our patient population? And it is today about population health, right? Mm -hmm. Systems are starting to think ahead to what those solutions are. And as they identify the problem, we want to be sure that we can help them clarify, here are those problems, here are the top three to five problems you have, and then let them work with those different solution providers to say, we'd like to partner with you. We've identified and clearly stated what that problem is. How will you help us solve that problem?
0: So once the, the team with Revenue Sphere has gotten in and, and identified pretty clearly what those priority problems are going to be. What's the relationship flow like after that? Sure. Once we 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 know, yes, we're we've identified the the core things we're going to tackle. Um, the the hospital, as you talked about, has likely identified some good innovation options that would help Absolutely. them with that. How do you then? carry them forward from there.
1: And, it, and it's going to vary widely by organization. So if an organization has an adoption officer, you know many of them are having uh, starting to name innovation officers, but perhaps haven't actually addressed the adoption piece itself. Yeah. That's where Revenue Sphere can provide additional services beyond that initial problem identification. Many of us have been through that. I've lived through a couple of wholesale EMR conversions, transformations. <laughs> you know, it's it's always a pleasure as a C-suite person to live through it and still be employed and feeling good about your organization. (laughs) The flip side of that is uh, there are many other innovations constantly coming down the pike. It's not a matter of just a once every 10-year systems conversion. It's just a continuous flow. If the adoption of those innovations is not effective, you've made an investment. You've identified a problem. You've made an investment with a partner. A partner has agreed to work with you on that. And yet, you still haven't fully deployed, fully adopted that. And it could result in less than optimal patient conditions. It could result in costs and certainly financial hardships. So, our goal would be to say if you need a fractional innovation officer in addition to problem identification, but support the adoption itself of that innovation, that's where revenue sphere would come in.
0: Now, would some of that interaction be trying to get we talked about the fact that some people adopt new technology or new innovations very readily and others are very slow or reticent to do so. And is it part of what you're talking about being able to get with some of those folks, identify what are the challenges, what's holding you back with regards to moving forward and and putting this in place and then helping to, work them through that so that Absolutely. then we, we've widened our adoption. Is that what we're talking about, too?
1: It is. And it's a little bit of a culture, organization-by-organization organization, culture analysis, too. What is our culture for adoption of new technology, new innovation? Are we nimble? Are we quick to embrace things and move rapidly, which, again, is often not the case just because of the size and complexity of, of hospitals and healthcare systems? And if we're not moving fast enough, is the government now pushing us and moving ahead of us to incentivize these adoptions? So each organization needs to be looked at individually to determine, have they already begun that that journey of developing that culture of adopting more rapidly? Even if they are, they may have areas of those problems, those three or four problems, where they just need that, that additional support, additional assistance with adoption.
0: So what does the leadership need to do to get things started how do they how do they start the process and and get engaged with revenue sphere sure
1: well I, I i would suggest to you as a former leader part of it is is coming to terms with your own ego and your own transparency are are you as a leader or as a C- ceo or a cfo or a, a chief operating officer are you prepared to acknowledge here's where our organization is not where we need to be almost every successful healthcare leader has had some form of that in, in their career and 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 has to face that now on more of a weekly basis. You know, what are the things we're not as effective in starting from that point? I guess that place of humility and transparency with your team, then I think having the team acknowledge, you know what, we can use some support to identify problems in this area where we've got some obvious deficiencies, some areas that need support. And then to agree that outside support is, is a good thing. Uh, it can be a good thing. You know, you need to identify that on a problem by problem basis. But once you say, you know what, we've got patient outcomes, which are less than optimal here, we've got a high risk area here that has to have some attention. Acknowledging that problem, then helping letting Revenue Sphere come in and help identify more clearly what the problem is and where the root causes of that problem are, can then result in a more effective outreach to potential solution providers, to partners. They can do that by going to the Revenue Sphere w- website, uh, certainly look there for Judy Mode and her contact information. They can certainly talk with any of us from an advisory standpoint about our experience in the in the acute care side of, uh, of running running the business. But ultimately, it starts with a philosophy and a, and a culture at the top. Obviously, culture is driven by, by the top. Once that that process begins, though, reaching out and and acquiring those services to identify the problem can be value-added.
0: How often do you find when it comes to a particular technology innovation that can impact patient care or financial outcomes or both, that they come from below the C-suite? Somebody finds out about something, maybe they read a study or or they come in contact with somebody who's familiar with a particular innovation set and they more or less become kind of a mid-level champion, if you will. How, how often do you see that being carried upstairs and then trying to get things adopted from that direction? More
1: often today. So, so, again, those forward-thinking leadership teams, those senior teams that really want to cultivate that environment, that culture of improvement, continuous improvement and patient safety, are really incentivizing that kind of activity. So middle managers, uh, nurse unit leaders, critical care managers, uh, respiratory care professionals, uh, if, even physicians, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they they have terrific ideas from time to time about improving patient care or they have terrific insights to the problem and in a culture that's healthy those kinds of things will continuously be fed up to the C-suite, and the C-suite leaders will make decisions about, okay, we need to open this up and explore this further, or we need to invest here. Again, that's another place where if they choose to, Sphere can become a partner to help fully flesh out what is the problem, how can we best identify what the problem is, and then the, the CIO, the technology, the clinical informatics people can make a decision about solutions.
0: And I know I got you in the middle of uh, being an attendee and, and contributing at a conference that's going on around the corner. So uh, before I let you get back to that, you got final thoughts for your co- colleagues out there that may be looking at some of these issues going, how does this apply to me?
1: Yeah, I, I think my greatest contribution to that would simply be that the, the pace of change, the pace of innovation seems to continue to accelerate. Don't get caught behind that curve be a part of a system that is forward-thinking, that has senior leadership, that's cultivating that, that type of approach to problem identification, and where you need to, be certainly willing to reach out and seek those outside resources that support you in that effort.
0: Well, we've been talking with Jim Bross. As I mentioned, he had spent numerous years as a chief executive officer for an acute care hospital, years before that, uh, working as a financial leader, as a CFO. In healthcare, spent his career in the space, so clearly knows very well what it's like to try to deal with some of the problems that these hospitals and hospital systems are going through right now to improve patient outcomes and then optimize uh, their profitability through reducing risk and and unnecessary costs. And uh, much of that comes through choosing the right innovation and as he talked about it can be very challenging even when you select the right innovation for your hospital or health system to actually get it implemented effectively such that you actually get to reap the rewards that we're talking about so it's a great idea if you're in that place you've got some problems that you're trying to tackle uh, it's worth a conversation with the folks from Revenue Sphere. You can go to RevenueSphere.com, get more information about them and the, the various uh, levels of expertise that they bring from different directions that can help you make sure that that innovation that you're working on is actually truly adopted and you get the benefits that you're seeking. Jim, I appreciate you taking some time to come into the studio today and share some of this uh, perspective that you bring as a healthcare leader yourself. and uh, Hopefully, Folks who are listening will, will take the opportunity to get with you and the other folks on the team to uh, learn how you might be able to help them out.
1: My pleasure, C.W. Thank you.
0: If you're coming back and you're checking out the podcast for today, if you've not done so already, you'll see in the upper left-hand corner of the show page the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the iTunes store for the show. Make sure you subscribe to us. That way, when the new episode comes out. It's right there on your device for the drive to work, walking the dog, whatever the case may be. We hope you turn around and share this information with your social media networks. You never know when that information is something that really makes a difference in the life or business of your colleague or friend. So we want to say thanks in advance for that. To the folks over at Revenue Sphere, Judy Mode, and all her staff, we want to say thanks so much. And Of course, Jim, I appreciate you being here today, and we'll look forward to catching up with everybody same time, same place next week. We'll see you then.